No matter what you teach, writing subplans is a lot of work. Sometimes it's easier to just teach than write the subplans. Am I right? For those days that you do need to be out of the building, here are my tips, systems, and lesson ideas for STEM subplans so you don't have to stress about it anymore. Welcome to the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast, a show that'll help you with lesson ideas, systems, and actionable tips to apply to your classroom. I am your host, Naomi Meredith, a former classroom teacher turned current STEM teacher and coach. With over a decade of experience teaching and a master's degree in STEM leadership, I am here to coach you throughout the year to help you gain back more time to create innovative experiences for your students. Grab your earbuds and let's get started. This episode was inspired by a question that I got on my Instagram DMs the other day, and it's from at inspired Kia. She asked, so curious when you have a sub, do you alter your lessons or do students still have full access to your supplies and materials? This is a great question. And as a short answer, it really depends. My sub plans change based on the rotation of kids that I have where they are at in a project, what the project is, and also what the school's schedule is like. I have an early release day once a week, or maybe there's an assembly schedule or even a fire drill. It really all depends. So I'll be sharing with you all the different ideas that I have for sub plans that have worked well in my classroom that you can use in yours. Before we even get into the actual plans, First, you need to create a subplan template. This is going to save you a lot of time when you are getting your subplans ready, whether you know ahead of time you're going to be gone or if you need them last minute. I use my same template year after year with some modifications. Again, it makes it so much easier if you have this system put in place. I first create just a simple Google Doc template And I create a one column table where for each section are the different things that I'm going to add into that plan. The nice thing about making this a Google Doc is that you can just make a copy of it and create different templates for different days. This is helpful if you have different schedules for different days, which I've also had that in the past. But also if you want to create a template for a half day morning or a half day afternoon, That's really helpful as well. Here's what I put in each section in the order that they go in before I even get to the actual plans. I've had a lot of subs over the years tell me they love the organization of my sub plans and they have appreciated the information that I have included for them. So take this feedback that I have gotten and take a look at your own sub plans. Maybe you don't even have any yet and see how you can tweak them and make them even better. At the top of my subplans in that first section is just a welcome message, letting them know I'm so grateful for them to have them here. If I personally know the sub, I might write them something sweet or funny just to give them a little laugh. So a nice little introduction. Also, depending on the sub, I might give them my phone number. Also depends on where I am at for the day. If I'm at a training, I don't mind giving my phone number or email. But if I'm on vacation, I will not include that information. After that, I will have what to do for attendance. I personally don't have to take attendance for my classes, but you might. So add in that information and how to do that and how to do that for a sub. After that is my behavior protocols and just a general sense of 
what I do for behaviors, positive and negative, and if there are any school-wide incentives that the sub needs to give out. For example, my school has something called Tiger Paws, and other teachers can compliment another class and award them a Tiger Paw, which in turn, the classes are collecting Tiger Paws to earn a class party. Our substitute or guest teachers, they can actually give classes a Golden Paw, which is worth five paws. Classes really have to work hard to get these golden paws. And I let my sub know within these notes what a golden paw is and how classes can receive them. After that is just a basic list of phone numbers for emergencies and who to contact if they need help. I will also leave these important phone numbers by my telephone. So that is also helpful to have on hand for myself, but of course for a sub. After that, I also include my daily schedule and my duty schedule. Even if a sub doesn't have to cover my duty for the day, I just like to include all of them that I have throughout this school year, and then I'll just highlight the duty if that pertains to that particular day. Like I said, I have two different time schedules for my week, so I have my regular Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday schedule, but then on Wednesdays, the time changes a little bit. So I include all of that on my template. And again, I'll just highlight the day that I am gone and the schedule that the sub needs to keep track of. Just a nice little hack. If you set this up beforehand, you don't have to type it in again for the rest of the school year and you have it ready to go and you're not scrambling or forgetting about any of those different schedules or special duties that you have. Next, I will write down what the seating looks like in my classroom what students will do when they enter my room, where they will sit, and then what it looks like when they're sitting at my tables. I have two different types of chairs in my classroom, and one of my tables has these big black chairs that are ginormous for my first and kindergartners, and I don't let them sit in them because they fall in them, they can't get in the chair, they don't know how to push them in. So I include this in my notes that students can sit at the other tables with the blue or green stools. My older students sit at tables that correspond with their classroom number, and I have a sheet on their table that has the different numbers that are all mixed up. So I just let the sub know about this. So if kids think they can sit wherever they want, that's not always the case. I let them do that when they're with me, but just so the sub is aware. I don't write down their seating numbers. You can go ahead and do this. I just trust the kids just sit at their numbers. I don't get too particular about it, but you know your kids best. So if you do need to include a seating chart, go for it. Finally, I do list out the activities in order of when they'll happen throughout the day and what the sub will need to do with the kids. So that is just the sub plan template. So this is the one that you would write on and modify as needed. Separate from that, I actually have a simple sub binder, and I had this when I was a classroom teacher as well, but this is the more detailed information about the school. A handy trick with this is oftentimes at the beginning of the year, you might get a whole lot of paperwork from your front office with maps, what to do in emergency, referral forms, school schedules, all of that information. I actually just put it in my sub binder, so it's just in one location. I go to this binder if I need that information, but it's just all helpful. It's all in one place for my sub. I also like to include in here different things that could be for fast finishers. A sub has never needed them, but just in case, you never know. I will include things like hidden picture searches, crossword puzzles, those types of easy activities. 
And then also a list of fun little brain breaks if the sub needs them and a few random read alouds that no matter what, you can do a read aloud. If all else fails, go for it. So I always have this in the binder. I just change it out every year or if something changes in our schedule. But otherwise, I don't really go back into this binder very often, but I leave it out for my subs. Aside from that, I have another binder that has the student information, and I have four different binders, one for each rotation that I teach. Again, I also use this binder as a teacher for my class list. It has all of my classes of my students. It has pictures of all the kids and also all of the IEPs and 504s and all of that information for each grade level in each classroom. Again, this is something that I use all the time. I'm not creating something extra for my subs, but this is just a helpful system and a binder to have out for your substitutes so they know what your students look like and then any very important information that they need to know about the students they have on hand. I also will write down little notes. I will write down their nicknames or what they like to be called. And then if there's any information like severe allergies, I'll make sure that's written down next to their name. And if certain students have a para or need extra support so that the sub is aware of this and they're not blindsided when all of the classes rotate to them throughout the day. Now that you have set up your sub system, I'm going to share with you three different types of sub plans that you could use for your students in STEM. The first option is to continue lessons that students have been working on with me throughout the week. Again, this really depends on what the project is, where they're at in the project, and what class is actually working on this project. Also, it does depend too what day I have a sub as well. Again, this will really, really depend on all of these factors. And I really try to do this option continuing a lesson if possible. But the other two options are something I'm going to talk about as well if this isn't the case. More likely than not, my older students, third, fourth, and fifth grade, are able to complete a lesson that they're working on, which is awesome. If there's something new that I do need students to really focus on before they get started, then I might even create a screencasted video using Screencastify, and I will film myself teaching that part of the mini lesson and have the substitute play that for my students. I don't do this every time. But if I do, I will create a short link using bit.ly, B-I-T L-Y, of that video that I created that's in my Google Drive. And since I know I'm going to be gone, I will share with some of my older students that that teacher will have first to show them how to get this link. If anything were to happen, they could help the sub out. I would do this as a classroom teacher as well, and both in the classroom and as a STEM teacher, the substitutes have really appreciated this because I also teach it in a way where I'm engaging with the class. So I'm not just talking at the kids. I will say, raise your hand if, or turn and talk to a partner about this. So I really try to make it interactive, even though it's recorded. And my substitutes have even told me they've really liked it when I've left these videos and they could see how I am as a teacher because sometimes I don't always meet the substitutes and they've really enjoyed this and it's helped set the tone for the class and the kids have a better idea of what they're going to be working on throughout the lesson. The second option that works excellent for sub plans is STEM and stories. I have talked about STEM and stories quite a bit in a lot of past episodes. So that is sprinkled in throughout many episodes. So 
keep an ear out for those because I'm sure I'm going to be talking about them again. I also have a couple bundles of STEM and story lessons that I have taught with my students that you could just grab and use for future subplans as well. I don't typically teach STEM and stories that often in my classroom because I like to save them as subplans. Substitutes I've found really like doing read-alouds, and this is a great way to capture the student's attention. The students are going to listen to a story. They might plan their design and then build their design, probably using reusable objects like blocks or Lego bricks. I won't typically do makerspace materials for these challenges because I have a whole set of rules in place when it comes to makerspace. So make sure you go back and listen to those past episodes as well, because I explained my whole system and rules for that. But I have found that these STEM and stories lessons have been really successful for substitutes. They're easy to prepare beforehand, and a sub can do it for multiple classes throughout the day. Also, since you probably teach a lot of kids, you can have a bank of these prepared and then just keep track of which classes have done which story. And then your sub plans might even be done for the rest of the school year. So I highly recommend saving these STEM and stories for these special moments. And again, I have a bunch of them already made for you. So your sub planning might even be done. A couple of my favorite, favorite books that I love for STEM and stories is After the Fall by Dan Santat. Not a Box by Antoinette Portis, and Rosie Revere Engineer by Andrea Beattie. Finally, the third option that you can do for your STEM subplans, and this is a last resort, is to do a video. I also have this on hand for whatever reason. I have had times where I've woken up and I've lost my voice and I can't teach and I wasn't prepared for that. And so sometimes just having a video, You just got to do it. Don't recommend doing this all the time, but it's just something, again, good to have on hand. When I do a video, I actually create an accountability sheet that students have to fill out when they're watching, and I will add into the plans that I would like the sub to collect these sheets that students filled out, and I will pick a few winners of kids who really tried and really showed their work while they were watching and give them a prize. This really helps the sub out because the kids might be even more engaged in the video. And I don't even say what the prize is. I just think of it last minute. So they don't even know what they're trying to earn, but they just want to be the ones who win. So that has been really, really helpful. My top three videos that I love using in the STEM space that are actually related to content is first, Monsters, Inc. And it is rated G. And when students watch Monsters, Inc., They have to draw three inventions they see that the monsters use throughout the video. And then I also leave a space for them where they can draw an invention that they think would be helpful for the monsters to use. I have all three of these, by the way, that I'm going to talk about in my TPT shop for free. And so, of course, this will all be linked in the show notes as well. The second video that I like to use, this is more for fourth and fifth grade, is Dream Big. And the last time I checked, it was on Netflix, but it also might be on some other streaming platforms. I actually heard of this video. I got sent the physical DVD, and I think a lot of STEM teachers that year did, but it's actually really good. It shows kids how engineering and all types of engineering is being used in our real world. And it's super, super interesting, and it's all these short little videos along the way. Highly recommend watching it on a Friday night. It's actually really good. 
There is one caveat. There's one little part where these high school students have a robotics competition or they're building something and their design keeps sinking. It keeps sinking or it keeps getting water in it. It's one of those. So they ended up using tampons as a way to soak up the water. I don't think they actually show tampons. They just talk about it. So not inappropriate, but I'm just letting you know if kids ask about it, <laughs> that is in there and it's pretty funny. Um, not Again, not inappropriate, but just something you might want to watch out for. I don't have subs skip that part. I think it's fine, but just beware of your audience. And then the third video I like to use in the STEM space, also rated G, is Rio with those cute little singing birds and the songs are super catchy. And I have students draw five or more different animals that they see in the rainforest habitat. Now, pro tip, it's really nice for the subs if you mix up the videos throughout the day. So if you have Rio for K and 1, you have Monsters, Inc. for 2 and 3, and then Dream Big for 4 and 5, then the sub doesn't have to watch the same video six times and they will appreciate that. And then you can also just keep track of who watches what. So then you're not watching the same movie all day. And then you have to think of a new one for the next time. It's just nice to mix it up. Also, this sounds a little bit backwards. I actually use the real old school DVDs for these videos. I don't trust the Wi-Fi when I'm gone. And of course, it's not going to work when I'm not there. So I actually have a DVD player hooked up to my TV in case of an emergency. And I know that the video is going to play. If you don't have a DVD player, you don't want to go as old school as me, then I recommend pre-downloading the video, not having it go in a web browser. Because again, it might not work when you're not there. So definitely not innovative. But maybe it is innovative because I'm solving a problem through old school technology. I don't know. It has worked well and has been totally okay. For any teacher technology too, I also take pictures of what the remotes look like. I create a visual chart of all the teacher technology so that they can find it and know exactly what buttons to click. So that is also another great tip to have as well. And that's something that I will keep inside of my sub binder whenever I need it. As a recap, here are my tips, lesson ideas, and systems when it comes to writing your STEM subplants. First, create templates for writing your plants. Next, you can have the option of students continuing the projects they're already working on. Second, you can also create STEM and story lessons or have them prepared and ready to go. And third, as a last resort, you can do related STEM movies. Overall, writing subplans isn't fun for anybody. It is my least favorite thing to do as a teacher, but hopefully with all of these ideas, you can feel more prepared so you can even have things ready to go. So in the case that you have to be gone, it won't be as stressful. You can grab and go and then be on your way for the day that you are not in the building. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Naomi Meredith underscore or send me an email to elementarystemcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Also, make sure to check out my website, naomimeredith.com to see all the show notes from today's episode and shop my K-5 STEM resources. Any questions you have, needs for resources, or ideas for episodes, get in touch. I'll talk to you soon.